Good afternoon and welcome to the On Track podcast, another January 2021 edition. Uh, coming to you live from the spacious podcast studio A, and I've got sitting in here with me Tasha Gardner, CFO. Hi, everyone. Keith Edgecombe, Superintendent. Hi, everyone. Uh, Jason Light's over there manning the uh, controls today and helping us stay straight on the technology front. Hi, Jason. Hello. You never say hi, Jason. I'm glad that everybody knows that you're the one that usually keeps this thing going straight. I try. Well, we're going to let him push the buttons today. You. Because I have a feeling through us setting the podcast up, his buttons have probably been pushed a few times as he, <laughs> I know, drags at least Herb and I along. I'll definitely say me on the technology front, so it's greatly appreciated. Yes, it is. Thank you, Jason. I also re- referred to you on a podcast once as a uh, IT Jedi, and I'm not sure enough people caught that, but I know your love of... Star Wars, so I thought that was a good compliment. It was perfect. You're welcome. That's the least I can do, believe me. Uh, So I think we've got a a pretty decent show here for you today. It's going to be a quick hitter show. Um, We're all in the middle of a a bunch of wonderful things here. Tasha is buried in year-end stuff at the moment with auditors here in the office. That's right. Um, And I get to go in at some point in time and verify that she's done everything right, and I I just look forward to that. It should be a pretty quick and easy answer. But uh, Keith has been kind enough to uh, join us. He's kicking around the office here a little bit, doing a little bit of planning for the upcoming season. So we're going to talk to him about what he's got out in front of him uh, here in 2021, which is uh, a good little bit of work in down East Maine. Uh, We've got a safety topic here with uh, fire extinguishers and first aid kits. Want to talk a little bit about those, and that's sort of a back-to-the-basic item, which is really where all of our safety stuff and really everything we do starts at is right at the basics. Yep, so, basic. uh, of course, we've got shout-outs for you, and we've got uh, the prices right. With that said, we'll, we'll bridge right into the main topic. So, Keith, appreciate you joining us once again. Uh, Did you have a choice, Keith? Were you sitting downstairs? Well, he downstairs? asked me if I was busy, and I didn't really know how to answer it, so I... <laughs> Yeah, and the know, next thing you know, really. he said, "Come with me, Keith." Right. Just so you yeah. know, I totally baited him into it. It right. was. It yeah. was. I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was underhanded yeah. on my behalf, but in desperate <laughs> times, I do what I have to do. Right. Keith. Exactly. So, well, we're glad to have you here, Keith. No problem. And it's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should clarify for the listening audience that it's Keith Edgecombe. Yes, Keith Edgecombe. If I did not say that, I apologize. But Keith Edgecombe, superintendent. So, Keith, tell us a little bit about uh, how 2020 went for you and kind of what you're looking at for 2021. So, 2020 actually was a good year for us in the city of Eastport and Perry. Uh, I've been on actually a Route 190 since 2018, so and just a couple miles up the street, we find another one and another one. But uh, we we, uh, we actually finished up the school and uh, the Pasquimody School Tribe, and uh, we got another week there, I guess, in the 21, but uh, that actually turned out pretty well for us, better than expected, and... Uh, at the at, uh, city of Eastport, we got the wastewater treatment plant with Penta, and uh, we're about 75% done there. It was a tough project, but we did actually did really well at it. And it was it became fun after a while, and uh, we got probably three to four weeks left off there, and we headed over to the airport late fall, did a uh, stormwater management program with a bunch of DEP ponds, and uh, we completed that, and uh, just in the prep for the 2021 season for the reconstruction of the airport. So, and 
that's that's where we're at there. So we've got the reconstruction of the Eastport Airport that's going to start up this spring that you mentioned. We've exactly. also picked up a Coast Guard housing project yep. in Perry. Yep. Um, we're still trying to decide who's going to look after what and all those type of things. Yep. Um, that looks like a nice little job. It does. Uh, yep. But certainly it's been busy down in that area. You mentioned the Eastport Wastewater Treatment Plant, and I thought it was a great example of some good leadership last year, Keith, that we started that job out. We knew we were shorthanded. Uh, if you could talk a little bit about how you and the guys had to tackle that project. You mentioned it not being too fun at first, but it became fun. It became so. fun, yeah. So I, so we started out that, and uh, we didn't have many foremen available at the time, so I, I pretty much took on a lot of that myself, being the foreman and the superintendent at the same time, and an excavator operator, Dave Scott, and a couple laborers, and we tackled it many times, and many times I couldn't be there. So, you know, Dave helped me out a lot. Some laborers that stepped up, Will Fitch, uh, Garrett Grass was there for a lot of it. And then uh, eventually uh, we started the sludge tank, which was 20 feet deep. We opened, did an open cut for that, and then we did a lot of test pits. Uh, what, what was on the plans where pipe locations was not the case. We found found a lot of pipes. We broke many pipes. And uh, after a while, we got a very comfortable where, where existing services was, what we can break, what we can't break. And uh, it became after a while because I had the same crew all summer. And uh, we became, we got to know people's personalities and what people are capable of and get people out of their their comfort zone. And uh, Chris Wilson actually joined us and gave us a big help for that. So you know, it was able to get me to go plan some other stuff for him. So next week we'd have something to do at another project. And uh, it was actually fun because uh, once you have the same crew for a year or two, you get to know people's personalities, their home life, uh, what they've done after work, what they do in the mornings. And it was, it was fun. It's a good group of guys in the Washington County. It's a very yeah. good group. Yeah, you had, yeah. You had like several that. projects going at the exact same, same time. time. So you yeah. just kind of kept moving people no. based on. That's but right. it must have been great exposure for a lot of them to see different types of work. It was. We were at the wastewater treatment plant. We'd be like 18 feet in the ground with double box trench boxes, hopping, hopping the utilities. And then the next week we go to the school and play some topsoil and prep for some pavement. So it was different. It was good for the crew. It was, you know, some stressful work. And then we'll go to the school and do some some easy stuff that we don't have to worry about so much stuff, but it was, it was fun. Well, I'm really happy that this year you're going to have a chance to sink your teeth into something a little bit bigger and be a one spot a little bit longer. That would help. That would, that would help. So that would help. Yeah. So you mentioned the school project and I want to chat a little bit about that one in particular, because it's a classic job that when we talk about it at the bid table and just as an organization where it's got kind of a double whammy aspect to it. It One, it's a school project, which tends to linger on. Um, and two, we're working as a sub right? Uh, to a GC who's driving the entire project. If you don't mind, just share a little bit of, if another superintendent was going to step into a job like that, or I'm sitting at the bid table and in three weeks we'll be looking at another school project, right. what type of stuff should we be looking out for? Uh, I would just say, just like the conflicts that the prime might encounter, you know, so being remote, they, they obviously had a hard time getting their own workers there, so they had to hire locals, which uh, the talent's not there, so, you know, Foundations that actually prolonged, and then uh, next thing you know, we get into winter work, and uh, you don't want to nickel and dime your prime contractors so much. You try to be their friend because you get they're going to be there for a long duration. But uh, that's one thing to think about, and uh, it's just like uh, winter winter work. Then you go to spring, and they're not ready. So it'd be nice for for the if like exactly what we did in the Eastport areas was if we had other work around, so we we're able to leave that. And then uh, not encounter, like, uh, the mobilization in and out, in and out. So, like, uh, other projects can hold that. So, like, what was successful this past year was that we had multiple projects around so we could hop back and forth to cover that cost of, our, of moving in and moving out. It's and kind of 
double-edged sword because you is. were having to balance all of those mm. at the same time, but then it provided you with an opportunity also. Exactly. So, so kudos to you for capitalizing mm. on that. Absolutely. And I mean, it really, balanced. yeah, and keeping yes. it balanced because oh. all of those projects went well. Yeah. It was. It was a weekly conversation between Tim LePage and I. Like I always try to, like a Penta, like they're very flexible, That which helped us very a lot at the school. So we were able to leave Penta for a few, like three to four weeks at a time so we could go to the school. The school is kind of like uh, the same way that we could leave there three to four weeks at a time just to make sure that we just communicated a lot with the with our primes and to make sure they're comfortable. And, uh, there was always these hot hot items that I had to be that would come up that we'd always uh, move along. But uh, uh, just having other work in the area that you could have crews shift back and forth helped out tremendously. Well, and we talked a little bit about the uh, eSport area and then the suburbs of eSport, as I like to call it, where, oh, I'm, yes. where I'm from, Perry. Yes. Uh, but you were also balancing a little work up in the Baileyville area, too. And, and yep. we're looking at some work up there. We're actually in the process of negotiating a job there right now with the mill. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I know you started out the season on a Penstock job, so... Just sitting, sitting here talking, Keith, it's pretty fascinating to me that you've been from a Penstock job, you had a little sewer job in Eastport, wastewater treatment, school, airport, so you're seeing a gamut of a lot of things. Very versatile. Very versatile. Thank you to sergeants. You yes. know? Yeah. Even, even though yeah. it's the suburbs, it's a rather large geographical area. If so, we make it sound like it's a, a nice little, like yeah. you were all in the same area, but there's right. quite a bit of distance between there, some of those There jobs. is. There's 40, 50 minutes between Bailiville and Eastport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And not many restaurants either, huh? No. Would no, you if you want a coffee, you go 20 miles. <laughs> 20 miles into coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah and you want to be getting stuff before 7 o'clock at night because everything's exactly. pretty well the shuts grocery, down. The grocery store closes at 7, and uh, they don't open up until 8 o'clock in the morning. So, but how beautiful yeah. down there. I mean, really, it it's is, a it beautiful is, place to work. It's very, very quiet during the pandemic, too. I'm very sure. Quiet, very quiet. Yeah. yeah, I've kind of compared to work in, area, in areas like that, that you're, well, I've always said to guys, you need to play in like you're on an island. Exactly. And when you're down yeah. there, you really are on an, on an island, island to an exactly. extent. No, you want, definitely want to plan ahead. There's no Home Depot just down no, the street. There's, there's no, nothing. You're not going to get anything. a conference call in while you're down Route 9. No, no. no. And then, uh, no, no you definitely service. want to plan ahead. You want to make sure you have the parts you need for many weeks ahead and the what if parts and just make sure sometimes you want to order double of what you th- think you need because if, some, if you break one pipe and you have the parts to fix someone you might break another one so no so i had a tremendous amount of parts and you know, available and two of isn't a bad thing at times no it is not so no. so i'm noticing no. you're in here kind of early in the morning and so are you what are you what's what's going on right now are you planning or what are you doing i'm just an early you just early, early bird at it huh i have a 7 month old daughter at home and she likes to get up early too. So oh, nice. I'm just an early bird kind of person. Yeah. So you did all of that and you had a ch- brand new baby at we home. Did. We did. We had a daughter in May. Yeah. And you were promoted to full fledged superintendent was. early yeah. last year. I so, was. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of changes in a year. All good. Time. It all was good all good. Changes, yeah. yeah. All good. So we yeah. threw a baby at you, a promotion, promotion. lots of work, lots and Tim LePage. And Tim LePage on time. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done it well and you've uh, yes. looked good yes, doing it too. So, thank you. Yeah. And honestly, Keith, uh, you know, I say that, but, you know, the stuff down there went very well last year. Yeah. It's a compliment to you and how yeah. you plan. Yeah. Uh, very much appreciated. You invited her up and Tasha and I down to a get together last yeah, year. Yeah, that was one the of the few yes. times I yeah. got out and it was awesome. Yeah. And it was a reminder to me every time we get to one of those, but particularly with that group when you're sitting there with them, what a fantastic group you had down yeah, there the, last year. They, there's some really good guys out there. And, it really uh, is your work family, isn't uh, it? Once I see them guys on my schedule, I know I get some confidence that I can we yeah. can do a lot of work with a lot of guys around that area. So yep. it, was, it was fun. They make it fun. They get some good personalities. So it, it, it is fun. 
Well, you had one hell of an operator there in Dave Scott. It's a guy that uh, I appreciate the fact he's as versatile. He's very versatile and he's very clever. And uh, he started from the bottom. So like he knows, he knows how to do some things that other guys won't do. And he has the drive to do it too. So I really appreciate him on the job. And he appreciates, I think he appreciates, you know, being a part of the program too. Like I always like to encounter, like every morning I like to, like what operators think, what the truck drivers think, because they, they've, you know, they're they're all usually all older than me, so they've got some more experience under their belt than I do. So maybe they seem to think that, that my idea might not be the best idea. And Dave's a perfect opportunity for that because he he's been there before, and uh, he's been in the labor shoes before. He's been been in a lot of shoes before. So he uh, and then just his motivation helps helps out the crew too. Yeah. And they have a different mm. vantage point too, right? They're looking at it from a different perspective. They exactly. might see something that you haven't yeah. seen. I mean, it takes everybody yeah. keeping they're an not eye on safety. In the heat of the and, moment. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It was, yep. But uh, no, I, it's a good crew out there. So a lot of local guys. So I wanted to throw one more just curveball at you sure. a little bit. And uh, you mentioned that you get a seven-month-old now, seven-month-old. But uh, how are you balancing things between work and home and all those type of things? And I ask it because I think everybody out there struggles to do the same thing at times. So it, it is definitely struggling. I I uh, try to spend as much time as a home as I can and uh, try to value that time. And uh, there's a lot of times I I try to. It's a, quite a travel from Eastport home, but I would try to do it once or twice a week, mm-hmm. a week if I could. And uh, eventually, my my wife would understand that it's a lot too much on myself to do that, so she'd let me go a couple weeks before. But uh, sure. just try to value the time you have at home and make the best of it. Is what I've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, I'm excited for you because that's a, a fun age to have kids, and it is. Uh, like many folks out there, you know, when my kids were little. I did quite a bit of traveling too, and uh, there's times that's that that's extremely tough on a person. It is. It is. Um, you miss out on some things, but uh, I can say when you make it the priority that you're talking about, and that was something I was guilty of not always being great at is making it that priority. Right. Uh, it does make a big difference in life. So can I throw a curveball in here? You sure can. So I'm curious because you're a young man to be a superintendent. You've obviously achieved it very quickly in your career. So what do you yes. give for advice to somebody who's maybe in their early twenties and they look at you and they want to be a superintendent like you are. I mean, what would you give them for words of wisdom? Uh, I would just say, don't, don't be afraid to be out of your comfort zone and don't be afraid to take initiative. And uh, the reason why I am today is just, I, I always paid attention to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sit back and watch. I just don't, you know, fool around. I always just watched. And, and the next time something came like that, I'd take the, I take the honor to doing it, you know, and just, just, you know, just don't sit back and just, you just take, take it all in. And uh, and the, I learned from a lot of older guys, and they're they're harsh, but they really do have a heart. <laughs> oh yeah. sure. And uh, if if you take the initiative, they will take you under the wing. And when so. you say it's not personal, you might say they're harsh. Right. It's not personal. No. They're just, just about the work. Yeah, it's just their demeanor. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but they do have a heart. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, chances are someone before them showed them the way too. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because you had mentioned it earlier, and I think we've all, and I can say myself, seen that benefit of. Gaining the trust of some of those guys that have been around a long time. I mean, exactly. I still work with people that are, quite frankly, they've been here longer than I've been alive, or they're old enough to be my father. Right. So they have something to offer you in the course exactly of the day. Exactly, they do. And uh, that little bit of initiative does go a long way. Well, and you've had, all on your job, you've had people with a lot more experience, but I think you've had people walk onto your projects that were like day one of their internship. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> That's a little bit of a funny story. But. It was. It, sometimes it works out and sometimes it didn't. You know? Yeah. And this chance this, this summer, it did not work. You know, yeah. You know, it was actually a very funny experience. Yeah. You know? But uh, no. 
we get we win some and then sometimes we lose some so that's right that's right well do appreciate it uh keith and look forward to a successful season down there again um look forward to getting down to seeing you when you're down there as yeah. well uh real excited about that uh, airport job no, i it think should it's be, should be a winner it looks like a nice little job that we like. Yeah. So uh, very happy looks for fun. it. Fun. It does look fun. So we'll move on uh, to our safety topic. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about fire extinguishers and uh, uh, first aid kits. So a few safety tips that could benefit you in the workplace and at home uh, in regards to fire extinguishers. Uh, Keith, there's an acronym out there called PASS. Yeah, so talk a little bit about what PASS means. So PASS means to pull, pull the pin and this is, this is where you'll break the, the tamper seal and then aim. Aim low and pointing the extinguisher nozzle or its horn or hose at the base of the fire. And then you're going to squeeze squeeze the trigger and then squeeze the handle to re- release the extinguisher agent. And then sweep. Sweep the side, side to side as the base of the fire until it appears to be out. Watch the area. If the fire reignites, repeat steps to two to four. So you're going to aim, squeeze, and sweep. And that's a very important thing to do, especially with certain types of fires, uh, you know, some of what we might see for fires, whether it's dirty dirt or it's uh, fuel and those type of things can behave differently. Um, the other thing about fire extinguishers, uh, if you've got them in your trucks, you've got them in your office trailer, in your office, your equipment, they do have an expiration date on them. Uh, they need to be checked on a monthly basis. Uh, if OSHA or MSHA ever comes in and they do an inspection, those are the easy things that they pick up on uh, that we usually get gigged on. So take the time to check your fire extinguisher and make sure that it's uh, uh, capable of doing the job when the time comes. Uh, Tasha, I don't know if you want to chat a little bit about first aid kits. Absolutely. So first aid kits, we have them on, on all of our job sites and, uh, many people use the items in the first aid kit and then they don't really think about replacing them. So, you know, over time the kits end up missing items. So we want to keep tabs on that. We want to go through their first aid kits from time to time and do an inventory, make sure that if any items are missing, they get replenished. Um, if you need a whole new kit, obviously we are very happy to get you a whole new first aid kit as well. But important to have it because you want to have it when you need it. That you do. So take the time. Again, it's a very basic and small thing, but both of those, in the case of an emergency, they're not small things. Right. So take the time to be prepared and uh, and take a look at them. Again, back to the basics with that type of stuff. So um, on the other part of the safety front, uh, we are starting our year off at zero. Uh, we're back into having monthly safety stand downs with the first one starting on... February 4th. February 4th, the so, first Thursday of every month. So you don't even need to remember. Don't even the need day to remember. It falls it, on. It's, if it's the first Thursday, that's the state safety stand down. Definitely should pop up, and uh, safety doesn't start and stop with uh, safety stand downs and those type of things. Mm-hmm. It starts every day, and it starts with the mentality when you leave your house. So uh, keep the right attitude, and things always go well, I believe. So on to shout outs, and we'll start with Tasha. Oh, I'm starting off with a shout out from Jeff Marsh. He's giving a shout out to Aaron Tidd and the estimating team for landing two jobs in the Mid-Atlantic. And he said, rock on, Aaron. And we are all cheering for you guys. Super excited for the work that you picked up. Yeah, about $6 million worth of work between yeah, two landfills. And uh, that was at a time when really there was zero on the books. So a, a big step in the right direction for the folks down in the Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. So I got a shout-out from Mike Wright. Mike says, hi, Maddie, and can't wait to work with you again. Who is Maddie? I, I think that's Madeline, and I'm thinking maybe it's because she was on the podcast, podcast last, last week. week. Ah, gotcha. So that's Madeline. just a guess, though. I don't yeah. want to speak for Mark. No, and I thought uh, Madeline and Emily did a great job on the podcast last week. Yes, they did. So it was That was fun. We've got a, a shout-out from Chris Lynch, and this one is a little embarrassing because Keith is sitting right, in, right across from me, but uh, Chris wanted to give a shout-out to Keith. When he started in the Perry Project, uh, 
Chris was doing a sewer job in Pleasant Point at the same time. Keith was well-established in the area and had several contacts he shared, which in return helped uh, Chris's project along, also able to share resources, which uh, worked out very well for for everyone involved. So big shout-out to Keith from Chris. Chris. When that project goes well, Keith, you can remind him it's because you set him up. That's right. Right. Set him right up. So I've got a shout-out from Doug Morrison. He wants to give a shout-out to the crew at the Bat Cove Project. They've worked diligently prepping for a very large concrete placement, and it went really well without a hitch. The crew members include Sean Powell, Rich Otis, Jackson Blaze, Trent Cullinan, Jake Stevens, Jim Legassi, Chris Dorr, and especially Ian McCarthy and Glenn Adams. And uh, kudos to all of you for a great placement and also the sub that did it too yep. ns giles ns giles uh i do have to say that group there I'd, I'd like to give a little separate shout out to them on top of doug's um or beside it that uh there's been a lot of planning going into that job here in the last couple months and we're in the process of looking to start uh, some pipe work on the job uh so uh, frog and jake stevens uh have been putting a ton of time and effort into that uh, we've had a bit of a couple crazy days with that project, trying to get some scheduling things ironed out. But I believe within the next two weeks, we should have at least two, if not three, concrete placements, additional wow. placements under our belt. That's great so, awesome. going to start seeing some uh, some good progress there. And with the weather holding out the way it is, that's good. So, but I also got one from Doug. Susan, I would like to give a shout out to Tasha and Carrie. The amount of hours they are putting in for year's end doesn't go unnoticed. I've been in the office quite quite early, and Tasha is already there, and she stays quite late. Quite late. They both do an excellent job. Thank you, Doug. Well, Douglas knows where his bread's buttered yes, now, doesn't does. he? Yes, he does. So make sure he gets his paycheck <laughs> make this <sure>. week. <laughs> uh, Jim Braley's got a shout-out to uh, Gene Trajano and Scott Moon for making sure the office is plowed and the sidewalks are shoveled and salted. Typically done long before anyone arrives. A couple of our behind-the-scenes rock stars. Jim's also got another one. Shout-out to Ryan Modry for hitting the road for a couple of weeks so a fellow sergeant could stay home with his wife and newborn. Aww. A fine display of selflessness and a good character. Thanks, Ryan. That's awesome. And that was greatly appreciated by Ryan. He did it without a, even a hesitation. So thanks, that, Ryan. That's uh, that's bringing value and doing a little bit extra and sure doing what is. it takes. That's that's being a family member to your family or your sergeant family so right. they can be with their real you know home family. It certainly is. I've got one last shout out, and it's to Leah. And uh, it's not going to notice that we've had a lot of uh, bidding activity. The estimating department has been cooking and she's been working some late nights to make sure that uh, everything's done on behalf of getting all of that work in place. Um, and also working on getting out the monthly newsletter. So there's a little plug on that. If you're not getting the newsletter, um, all we need is your email. And I believe we texted out the newsletter this week. So Leah's put in a lot of effort in that. And Leah does it quietly. She's a very quiet individual anyway, so she doesn't stand out for all the yeah. wrong reasons. But uh She's done a great job, and I can say on that estimating front, uh, and I'll knock on wood, to have things go as smoothly as it has from yeah. that side of things is uh, a big load off of everybody's shoulders. The last thing you want to do is have a bid go in and have it rejected for something being informal, and Leah's done a good job of staying on top of that. And she told me she really likes it. That's good. So if you really like your job, I mean, it shows. That is half the battle. So on to the Price is Right. Uh, our Price is Right uh, for this week is the price of a Cat D8. Uh, we've got prices here. I'm guessing there's at least a dozen and a half, roughly, anywhere from three hundred thousand dollars to one point one, and one point one million and one dollar by James McCarthy. That's um, a big number. And James might not want to get into selling equipment anytime soon. I would say he's a little off on the price, and the actual price of the Cat D8 is six hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars. 
and we have a two-way tie for a $50 gift card to either Amazon or the company store uh, with both Mark Wright and Shane Cody. So congratulations, Mark and Shane. Awesome. That's great. They are a pricey little piece of equipment. Yes, they are. Next week's uh, Price is Right is going to be the price of a grade rod. It's a small item, but it's one of those things that uh, oftentimes I know gets used as a hand tool as much as it does a grade rod. And uh, they do tend to pile up after a while in terms of the price. So real simple item, but the price of a grade rod. And that's an English grade rod too, intense. Not metric and not in inches. I'm glad you clarified because I think people might have put in the wrong prices. Yeah, I know everyone was thinking metric, but we don't do that anymore. <laughs> they were thinking that, I'm sure. Right. So with that said, Tasha, any parting words? Uh, just thank you, everybody. Stay safe out there. I know it, it. it's the time of year where we don't have projects going, but it seems like everybody's still busy anyways. So uh, just uh, thank you for all you do. Keith, any parting words where you have the year of the company? Just keep working hard, work smart, and work safe. And do appreciate Keith again joining us. Jason, i got to ask you if you have any parting yeah. words. You're the man behind the scenes right here. in here, Jason. Uh, not much I can think of. Just uh, thanks, everybody, for bearing with me. There's a lot of you and one of me. So uh, <laughs> sometimes things can take a little while to get done, but I do my best. And uh, if you need anything, get in touch whenever. I'm available 24 hours a day. Thanks. And that is the truth. Jason is available Mm -hmm. and he gets pulled in a lot of directions like helping out with podcasts on Tuesdays. Yes, he does. He's pretty awesome. uh, We appreciate him being here. We even let him run the board uh, and all the switches and that stuff this week because Tosh and I have been, (laughs) I think, sworn away from it at this point. I know. It's like there's an invisible force field over there and I can't reach around and touch it. So the last thing uh, I'll leave as uh, parting comments, we're we're in 2021. We're on to 2021 at this point. Uh, We've got a healthy backlog of work in front of us. We're still looking for projects. Uh, bid season's in full swing and um, having a healthy backlog is positioning us well to really target projects that we want to go after um, and stay above uh, the bloodbath that you've heard Herb and I and Tasha talk about at times that sort of occurs in the bidding world this time of year. Um, and above and beyond that, I hope everyone out there is staying safe, uh, focuses on safety in this upcoming year and a little bit in the off time here. Things are still busy from a planning perspective, but I hope you're all sort of, uh, all getting some good time with your family and getting time to recharge the batteries a little bit. So uh, with that said, we'll, we'll hit it hard. Zero accidents. And thank you all and have a good week.